SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five minutes past six o'clock. Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update this Monday evening at the start of the week. First up, as always, uh, is our business news. And this In Business Today is brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at today. Google it and Fubi standing by. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. The Chief Financial Officer of South Africa's second biggest mobile operator, MTN, has resigned with immediate effect due to an ongoing investigation into certain allegations made against him. Nazir Patel has been replaced by Brett Goshen, who previously headed up MTN in, in Nigeria. No further details regarding the allegations have been provided by the group. Shares in local retailer Truewitz tumbled by more than 6% today after the firm warned that profit growth would miss expectations as debt-laden customers slow their spending. Truewitz, which is South Africa's largest clothing seller by market value, announced that its headline earnings for the year to end in June will likely rise by between 7 and 9%. And Public Enterprises Minister Malusi Kigaba says arms manufacturer Denal will turn its growth strategy to focus on the African continent. Kigaba adds that Africa as a whole is a good platform for Denal to grow and leverage its power on the continent to become a leading player in the global space. This announcement was made at a presentation of Denal's annual results, where it reported a 10% increase in revenue for the year ended May 2013. This marked the third success of growth in revenue. Looking at the markets, the JCOSHI index has closed up in positive territory by 0.8% at 40,000 points, 894 points. Looking at the rand, it's at 9 rand 80 against the US dollar, 15 rand 3 cents to the pound, and 12 rand 94 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,330 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $103, and the platinum price at $1,446 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. And this in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your construction business? Could it be the difference between building and shaping, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider or speak to your affiliated dealer. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking, and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Are you a pensioner or investor looking for a high-yield investment that will give you an above-average guaranteed return? Then Finbond Mutual Bank's limited offer is perfect for you. Invest a minimum amount of 100,000 Rand on a fixed-term deposit and earn 9.5% per annum guaranteed. Contact us today on 0860 442211. Terms and conditions apply. Finbond is an authorized financial services and credit provider. Finbond Mutual Bank. It's my bank. 
Eight minutes past six. Today's Market Watcher is brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za to open a trading account today. David Shapiro of Sassfin alongside me. David, before we get to you, uh, the deal by ABSA to buy Barclays African operations in a transaction worth 18 billion rand has received the final nods of approval from regulators on the continent. Maria Ramos, the Group Chief Executive of ABSA, joins us. Now, Maria, you had set your sights earlier on closing out this deal in the first half of the year. It needed regulatory approval in each of those eight countries. A few weeks after the end of the first half, not bad. Well, good evening, Hilton. No, not bad at all. In fact, we had the 30th of September as the uh, final closeout date, and we've done it well ahead of that. So I think we, I'm quite happy by, you know, by the way, we've managed to close it out effectively two months ahead of our final closeout date. Maria, to recap, you're buying Barclays operations in eight countries across the continent, but you have been running these businesses for Barclays for a number of years now. Yes, we've been running it for uh, for the last just over a year and a half now. I think we we decided to bring together the businesses from an operational point of view, which meant that we closed the Dubai office of the Barclays Africa businesses down and consolidated the businesses in Johannesburg. But we always, you know, I think we had wanted to try and bring the businesses together more than just operationally. And so we announced in August last year that we were going to try and do this deal. And we went to shareholders in February, to the EFSA shareholders in February this year. And I think this gives us really a great platform now across a, a you know, eight countries in Africa to build a, a really good business. So Barclays has been in these in many of these countries for a very for many many decades across Africa for almost a hundred years. Uh, we've got a well-established retail and business banking platform, good platform for corporate and investment banking, and for our card business. And we've done well to establish uh, insurance businesses in Mozambique, Zambia, and Botswana, and we're going to be growing those in a number of other countries. So, great business. Maria, just looking ahead, this new vehicle, Barclays ABSA Group, which is uh, practically the enlarged ABSA Group on on the JSE, will this be the preferred vehicle for for further expansion on the continent? Absolutely. So, uh, ABSA... The EPSA group becomes the Barclays Africa group on the 2nd of August, and this becomes the vehicle uh, through which we would do any other acquisition across the Africa continent. Maria Ramos, the chief executive of the EPSA group, and uh, as Maria said, they will start trading as uh, the Barclays Africa group at the beginning of August. Uh, David, did you know that a third of Barclays employees work for Barclays Africa after the closing of this deal? One third. One third, almost 50,000 people. It's very good. I just hope that we're able to actually, uh, you know, make Africa work and uh, see what the benefits are because uh, I know that first round have been battling there with their, with their strategy. But, uh, you know, a lot is, is leaning, um, you know, on, on the Africa growth story for a lot of South African companies. And, of course, if the banks can lead the way, well, let's see. Uh, David, but that's a big number. They're going to, they market under Barclays, though. It's mm, not under mm, so they will Definitely under Barclays. Under I mean, Barclays, some, some yeah. of those operations mm. are a century old in, in mm. some of those countries. 
um, in, in sub-Saharan Africa. Elsewhere on the market, strong day on the JSE. Gold oh. shares rocketing ahead. Gold, you know, I can only think that the bears are being squeezed. You know, those, uh, whoever sold that down to 1,200 and then are suddenly, I think, starting to get uh, squeezed a little. It's more a, a response from a very oversold position. But, uh, um, you know, one thought that the, the, the support base would be around about where we are now, 1325, when it fell from all the way from 1800. But it seemed to go down to 1200, I think, pushed by by bears and uh, uh, they must be, you know, must be covering in now or certainly being squeezed. So, but but other commodity prices were up as well. Mm. Um, you know, Hilton also we saw copper up, oil price. Interesting for those who are watching oil. West Texas Intermediate has now regained its lead. Remember, it was always stronger than Brent, and for for some reasons because of the glut that we saw in 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 America. Um, it, the, the, the oil couldn't get to the refineries. That's changed now, and uh, uh, the prices are back up almost uh, together. But you uh, know, good day for commodities. I like it there that you know when commodities leads means that there's a better feeling about the global economy. So you know, t- I, I think we can take comfort in the moves. Gold shares up, up nicely today on the back of that uh, that improvement in the gold bullion price. Sibania out with a trading update. Uh, this afternoon, it sees an impairment of about 600 million rand for its Beatrix West operations. Headline earnings per share for the six months, somewhere between either sure. 1 rand 10 or 1 <laughs> rand 70, depending on which range you take. This share is trading at I, 9 rand. pretty good, I know. That's why the share price is up, uh, what, about 6 or 7%. Mm. But in fact, it was the least. Uh, best performer, mm. if you want to say, because I think Harmony 8, 9%, so still a very good show. If you believe this is the story, remember they've got to pay a lot of that out in dividends, whether this is sustainable or not um, at these levels, but it's the kind of, of, of earnings I think that uh, will certainly give the, give the share some kind of support. Group 5 uh, up 9.5% oh. on the day, uh, and a trading update, all sorts of one-offs and adjustments in the prior <laughs> period, and Strange, uh, yeah, one-offs, accounting anomalies, fully diluted headline earnings per share. That's the number we should focus on. Up 75 to 95 percent. That's, That's almost double. It is double, and it uh, takes into account the uh, fines as well. So. Um, you know, that's why the market, I think today, Group 5 is the best performing share of everything. Mm. You know, above gold, up about 9%. So naturally, the market wasn't expecting such a good result. Once more, uh, Hilton, is it sustainable? You know, um, we're seeing these turnarounds. And, and remember, both in gold companies, in platinum companies, and in the construction, we're coming from such a low base, from very, very knockdown earnings. And uh, you know, it's what lies ahead that's going to determine whether or not construction and gold shares and that can actually maintain this uptrend. What about this announcement from MTN? Mm. Uh, Nazir Patel, the Group Chief Financial Officer, resigning yesterday with immediate effect. This is what the statement says. Mr. Patel explained to the company that he does not wish his continued employment with the company to prejudice the company in respect of certain allegations made against him, which are subject to an ongoing investigation which had been commissioned by the company. That sounds ominous. It is. I was sure it's ominous. But uh, when, when did that come out? Today only, or was it? Mm. Yeah. Came out, it came out just a minute before 5 o'clock. Because the, the, the timing of this is very curious. Mm. If, if someone, if your, your group CFO mm. resigns on a Sunday, mm. surely the market should be well, told in the that, morning. That's unless they had uh, investigations, unless they wanted to go into it. But... Uh, the market didn't respond. It was one of the shares that actually closed unchanged on the day. 
that's why I asked the question because, mm. uh, you know, I didn't know whether the news had come out. I didn't pick it up. So, yeah, but it is ominous, especially for a company like MTN, which has had such a good name in the market. Yes, they've gone into dodgy areas, you know, they've gone into wreck. And, Afghanistan. But I mean, yeah, Iran. but that's all part of their expansion plan, and they've handled it. But this is the first time where there have been accusations against the, you know, the people at head office, you know, as, as, uh, senior staff. Trueworths, a uh, trading update mm. this afternoon, share down 7% on the day, uh, leading the rest of the retailers lower. Mm. Full year headline earnings per share up somewhere between 7 and 9%, and there's all sorts of 52 yeah. weeks this year, 53 <laughs> weeks last year. But if you, if you do the calculations, mm. you strip this out, and yeah. you, you take 52 weeks, you take last year, in the second half, earnings went backwards, David. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's an ominous sign, and I think that this is our soft underbelly the soft underbelly for the market. Retailers don't add a lot to, to you know, they don't push the needle on the uh, all-share index, but they're still a very influential uh, bunch of companies. And I also think it's going to translate into the banks as well. I don't think the banks are going to be able to, you know, shrug this off, shrug off uh, worries about spending, because it goes through in transaction costs, it goes through a lot to the bank. So it's a bit of a worry, and uh, the trend is, we start to get a much clearer trend of, of retail sales. You know, Woolworths results were exceptional, and there might be some exceptional companies, but generally it's, it's uh, you know, this is this is the pointing to weakness within the South African economy. And this is the mm. risk that you run mm. in, in disappointing a market where these valuations, these multiples are stretched. Truett's at a, at a PE of, what was it, 15, 16 yeah. ahead of the announcement today. And when you're not growing earnings by anything close well, to that well number. That's sure. You've got... I, I think they'll still hold above uh, their P's. In other words, they won't come all the way back to single digits. But uh, I think we're going to go through a long period of inactivity or non-performance in, in the retail sector. Trueworth down 7.08%. 80 rand a share. The Fushini Group down by 3% on the day. Mr. Price down by 3%. Pick and pay. Mm. Uh, new 52-week low there. 35 rand 30. Down uh, 3% as well. On the day. It's 19 minutes past 6 o'clock. Today's Market Watcher was brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za to open a trading account today. For IG, being the best CFD provider means finding new ways to help even the most experienced trader find an edge. That's why they've developed an innovative, easy-to-use, and above-all stable online trading platform that operates at lightning speed 24 hours a day. No wonder they're a natural choice for over 140,000 traders worldwide. Take a closer look at what they can do for you by going to igmarkets.co.za. IG South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. Losses can exceed your initial deposit. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Well, today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. The 21% fall in the rand in the first six months of this year has helped profitability at struggling platinum miners. That's as commodity basket prices remain weak. The world's largest platinum producer, Anglo-American Platinum, today reported an 88% jump in first-half profit with headline earnings per share of 5 rand 14. But the producer reported flat production with cash operating costs 5% higher and its net debt 25% higher than it was at the end of last year in December. Earlier, I spoke with Amplat's chief executive, Chris Griffith, and put it to him that if you look beyond the headline profit numbers, the industry remains in serious trouble. 
Hilton, that's, that's absolutely correct. I, I think we've been also at pains to point out throughout the day today that, um, that if you only look at the, um, at the headline earnings and the, and the operating profit increases, you could be forgiven for thinking that this was an industry that had turned the corner. Um, and if you have a look at the operating cash flows and, uh, and an amount of increase in debt, and you and you um, and, and you translate that also into the into the drop in the dollar basket price. You can see that this is still an industry that is in trouble, and uh, and in particular the restructuring that we announced at the beginning of the year. The, the reasons for those uh, for that restructuring haven't gone away. Just looking at that restructuring process, obviously a revision to the original proposal. Uh, you've been engaging with organised labour. What's the response been? Look, I think you can imagine the, uh, how a normal Section 189 process goes because, in essence, we really started the process afresh. So, again, we went through the, the, the reasons for the restructuring, the difficulties that, and the structural changes that have affected this business over time and, uh, and why we needed to do that. So the first sort of month of that process is normally that. So, you know, the business puts forward its proposals, it makes the presentations, the unions get an opportunity to do that. And the sort of first half of the process is normally around saying, well, you know, isn't there something else we can do? Can't we just work a bit harder? Isn't there... Won't all this go away? Isn't this just a cycle that will come back next month? And then the second half of the process, and that's actually the process that we're in now, is actually then saying, I think once there's an acceptance that, that this is likely to continue and must go ahead, now we're in the process of actually talking about packages. So, you know, if this happens and what is a voluntary separation and how much am I going to be rewarded for, let's say, every year that I've been at the at the company. So we're in that process now and it's in the process of um, of discussing what that final package should look like. Chris, uh, the costs related to this restructuring, are you expecting to, to book those in the second half? I think um, the majority of those costs are likely to come through. So we've got about $2.6 billion that we've anticipated will be the final cost of the restructuring, and that's um, both retrenchment costs, and some of it is uh, the social mitigation uh, plan, and, uh, and others of that is, um, is ongoing care and maintenance costs. I think the majority of that, so let's say around $2 billion is my expectation that will come through in the second half. In terms of the cost of mining, your cash operating cost of 16,284 rand per ounce in, in the six months, where do you see that number in the, in the months ahead? So we think that it's likely to get to around the 17,000, uh, the 17,000 mark, and that's because we get uh, big increases that come through in the second half. It'll be the increases coming through from um, the wage negotiations. It'll be the increases coming from um, uh, from also electricity. So I think it's realistic to expect a 17,000. And if you, it'll be up from then 15,500 if we exclude um, the impact of the strike from last year. On an all-in basis, if you include your, your stay-in-business capex, your expansion capex, are, are your mines profitable at, at, at this point in time? We have, um, the, of course, a very big mine. Uh, our open pit operation, Machalakwena, is very, very profitable. We have the uh, Mandelbult mines, Tumela and Dishaba, which are profitable and, uh, and could pay for their stay-in-business capital, even though they were quite badly affected by 
these um, these short strikes that we've been having in the first six months of the year, and they were also affected by big labour shortages that we haven't been able to fill from the impacted mines at uh, Mandelbult, and we ourselves have not been willing to um, to uh, recruit new members from outside when we have this huge labour pool that is that knows the company that's been through training, and so. Um, Tumela and Deshaba perhaps were more affected than they, than they should have been, but uh, they were just profitable. And then the Rustenburg operations and the, and the union operations, um, to give you an example, at, at uh, Rustenburg section, uh, those five mines collectively had uh, a cash outflow of over a billion rand, so about 700 um, uh, uh, cash, that, that flowed out plus about another 300 million rand of staying business capital. So if you put those two together, over a billion rand at uh, Rustenburg and about 300 million rand at Union Section. And that's where the, the main focus of our restructuring has been, and the focus has been to turn those mines uh, into profitable operations. That's Chief Executive of Anglo-American Platinum, Chris Griffith. I also, I also spoke with Quibus Nell, an analyst at Stanlab earlier, and asked him how many shafts in the overall platinum industry were underwater at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's probably the majority of them, you know, and in many cases, you know, some of the companies are also involved in some other capital expenditure to replace some of the older shafts, and certainly from that perspective, um, there is um, there's pressure on their balance sheets. You know, um, this price environment need to improve continuously for a lot of these companies to really put them into a position, um, you know, not to not to sort of see their balance sheets deteriorate. So, yes, I mean, the, the industry needs restructuring, as you also mentioned, in terms of the sustainability of the industry. I think. You know, over the years, um, prior to, as, as, as we know, prior to 2009, um, I think, you know, the, the industry sort of got ahead of itself, um, mm. and, you know, unfortunately left a footprint now that it's gotta, gotta reorganize, um, and it's a tough job to do in a difficult market. So, you know, still a lot of work ahead, I think, for these platinum producers in general. They gotta become more disciplined, um, a low metal, um, on the market, a lower intensity in terms of capex and opex on every ounce that they produce. And, um, you know, I think that, that is sort of needed to, to put a, the industry in a, in, a, in a better space. Quibus, aside from restructuring, uh, the wage negotiations in this sector still ahead. What would you see as a viable wage settlement? Well, Chris, Chris has made clear, you know, you know, they certainly don't want to entertain double-digit wage increases. And, and some of the settlements we have seen, some of the other producers sort of indicated, probably to a CPI plus 1 or 2%, you know. So I think there's, you know, that 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 is probably more the ballpark level around 8, 8 to 9%, um, which we'll see in, the, in this very uh, tough market. Um, you know, certainly a lot of the producers are out there um, that are looking to scale back on some of their production. And a lot of time there's been a much more focus on, on, on the higher grade um, ore bodies as well as the mechanized ore bodies, you know. And ultimately you want to see an industry which um, can provide as much jobs as possible for a country like South Africa where we've been under pressure on that front. Quibus there, analyst at Stanley before him, Chris Griffith, Chief Executive of Anglo-American Platinum. And today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. Session, please report to aisle four and restock me. Thank you. With MTN Business ERP, you get a complete overview of your business operations at any given time. So your shelves can tell you when they're empty. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info.
Welcome to the new world of business. This is the space station that connects all the media that cover the stories on African business that happen in meetings attended by people that travel on planes and also on trains that connect business centers that handle the trades by means of computers that are run by the people that talk on the phones that are linked by the satellite we funded. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. For IG being the best CFD provider means finding new ways to help even the most experienced trader find an edge. That's why they've developed an innovative, easy-to-use, and above-all stable online trading platform that operates at lightning speed 24 hours a day. No wonder they're a natural choice for over 140,000 traders worldwide. Take a closer look at what they can do for you by going to igmarkets.co.za. IG South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. Losses can exceed your initial deposit. Well, David Shapiro, S&P 500 in the States looking good. Nearly 1700. I'm just looking at the screen now. And a few more points, another 0.2% up to 1700. Heading to 1800. Yeah, it looks it looks that way. Very strong market, sir. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended up 0.85%, 40,894 on the old share. We saw gold shares up almost 8% on the day. U.S. markets are in positive territory. The rand at 980 against the dollar. This has been the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Full transcripts online at www.moneyweb.co.za. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow. It's 6.30 now and time for game plan.